Welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, the mom of 14 homeschool kids who love the Lord and love each other. I absolutely love young moms, and it's my passion to help you in your journey and to give you tips and tools to make your journey easier. Thanks for joining us today. Our topic is teaching your kids to care. And before we get started, just let me remind you that you can access our podcasts on our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, or anywhere that you choose to access your podcasts. So, teaching kids to care. You know, it's easy, especially for us as homeschoolers, to inadvertently communicate to our kids that life is all about them. You know, we're looking for the perfect curriculum to meet their needs and engaging them in activities they're passionate about, taking them to exciting outings, planning special parties and events, and all that's good. We should be doing that. But if we're failing, are we failing to instill in them a higher calling? We need to evaluate that. Why are we here? You know, why did God leave us here on this earth after we got saved? Why didn't he just take us to heaven then and there? What we're doing, we're trying to equip our kids for what? To get a good job? To be happy in life? You know, we all know it's more than that. But what are we actively doing to teach and train our kids to care? This is something we need to do intentionally. It doesn't come naturally. You know, I've had parents tell me that their kids just want to sit around and watch video games or be on screens all the time. And oh, what a waste. You know, we need to actively show them a better way. And the younger you start, the easier it will be. It's never too late to, re- to refine our focus. But if you have young kids, start now and save yourself and your kids some heartache. This is one of those things you can't just say, kids, go do this. You have to be involved with them so you can help and inspire them to serve others and to build their passion to invest in the lives of others. Philippians 2, 1 through 11 says, Therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Or do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Although he existed in the form of God, He did not regard equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." You know, God wants to use you and your family to bless others and bring honor and glory to him. Don't know how to get started? I've got some ideas. Ideas that we've tested and tried as we were raising our kids. And I can tell you, once your kids catch the vision of how to pour their lives into others, they'll never want to live for themselves again. This is how we endeavored to raise our kids. And now that they're grown, I am constantly blessed as I persist to see them seeking out ways to bless others in their sphere of influence. It's amazing. 
Our newest, or one of our newest books, not our newest, but our second to newest book, Character in Action, is full of practical ideas to help you and your family, whether you've got little ones, older ones, everything in between. There's tons of ideas that we have done that have worked to help our kids invest in others. So you might want to get that. It will give you lots of ideas. Okay. Um, we want to raise our kids to be kids of character. That means more than just mentally knowing what character is. Sure, that's the first step in training your kids. They can't take steps to implement it if they're unaware of it. And to help you with that, we have Crossroads of Character and Character Trails, books that we've written to teach your kids 20 basic character qualities and how to implement them in their daily life around home. So after you've taught them what character is, which is the first step, then they need to take action. So how do we do it? How do we do that? How do we find needs? First of all, look around you. Look at your neighbors. Look at your church members. Look at your acquaintances. These are people that God has put in your sphere of influence. Begin listening to them. You know, it can almost be like a treasure hunt to teach your kids to be attentive and alert to find the needs of others. Widows and widowers are a great place to start, or just elderly people who can't get around the way that they used to. Maybe they could use some help raking leaves. We just did this for a neighbor who's getting up in age and had a major surgery. After toddlerhood, any child can help raking leaves. You know, you can even get um, little tiny toddler-sized rakes for them to help. Ask God to lead you to people who have needs. They're all around us. We just need to open our eyes to see it. Maybe you'll meet a widow at church who would just appreciate a visit. You know, older folks are so blessed when young people actually show an interest in them. We raised our kids in Virginia. Rick's mom lives in Wichita, and my parents lived in Massachusetts. So we adopted grandparents for our kids who were local. These were people who we could minister to and even invest in in some small ways. What we found is that as we extended ourselves to help others, God blessed us tenfold in ways we never even dreamed of. Just learning of the life older folks led, how they served the Lord, how the Lord was faithful to them through the years, how they were faithful to Him, has so enriched our lives many times over. I challenged my kids to look for people in church that they could reach out to and just go up and give a hug to or give a smile to or tell them that they look pretty. You know, it's precious to see how those people get used to the weekly hug or talking to the young person in church. Um, one of the men that my, one of my daughters chose to give a hug to every week, you could see him after church, he'd get up and he'd be looking through the congregation watching for her to come to him. It was just a simple thing, but it meant so much to this man. And it will help your kids get out of their comfort or their selfish zone to enter the lives of others and to anticipate ways that they can be a blessing. You know, it's, it's a way of life. It's learning how to do that. You know, at Christmas time, we have a large family. There's 40-something of us, probably closer to 50. And not everybody can be together on Christmas Day. So sometimes we do it the day after Christmas or the day before Christmas, whatever works when everybody can be here. 
So on actual Christmas Day, we look for people that don't have family in town that we can invite to our home and have a meal with them. One year, we went to the nursing home on Christmas afternoon, and we sang hymns, or, or carols, Christmas carols, and the older people really appreciated that. You know, they get some visits during the Christmas season, but not very many on Christmas Day. Um, and, you know, they loved singing. They remembered those Christmas carols, and it made their day for us to go and do that with them. Blessing others is such a small effort on our part. But as we learn to seek ways to, to be a blessing, it becomes natural. You know, it, it really blessed my heart on Christmas Day to see some of the grandchildren go with us and lift their voices when we gathered in that uh, activity room of the nursing home, to see the smiles on the faces of the elderly people who came to hear us sing. And when you do things like this, it becomes a way of life for your kids. You know, I hope to give you a vision of how you can learn to invest in the lives of others. It's not complicated. It's not difficult. Families with little ones can be a part of ministering to others. And I will give you some ideas of things that you can do. Learning by example is a powerful way to learn. As you take your little guys by the hand and you seek to be a blessing to those around you or in your community, Believe me, those little people are taking it all in. I raised 14 kids, and I understand your time is limited. My time was very limited. But some things you just have to say no to and wait for a different season of life. But teaching your kids to be servant-hearted is something that should not wait. You need to make it a priority. It's what you're supposed to be doing, and it's so important in teaching your kids foundational truths. It's so much more important than teaching them reading or writing or arithmetic. It's foundational to life. So here are a few suggestions, things like this that you will find in character and action. Creativity. How can we be creative in sharing the gospel? Make some cookies or a pie and bring it to your neighbors. Every Christmas we make Christmas cookies in the shape of the nativity and we arrange it on a board and we take it around to our neighbors with a gospel track and we share the gospel with them. And you know, people are so much more open to the gospel in, at Christmas time. So we do that every year. Um, also, we've made it a goal to check on our neighbors throughout the year. We've got several neighbors that are elderly. So we've kind of made it a goal to give them a call every month and see how they're doing and if anything's going on in their life that we can pray about. And often this will lead to an opportunity to share the gospel with them. In character and action, we tell the story of a man that we met who was passing baseballs out. We took our grandson, Adam, out for a special night to Olive Garden, I think it was. And we saw this man. He came over to our table. He gave Adam a baseball, and with it, a track that he wrote about how baseball is important to him, but there's something even more important, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And we talked to this man, and he carries around a bag full of baseballs with him, and he passes baseballs out to boys that he meets around town in restaurants and shares the gospel with them. You know, that's a very simple way, but it was so inspiring to us. Here's an elderly man who's given away thousands of baseballs, he said, nobody ever turns down a baseball. No, no um, young man will ever turn down a baseball. But it 
creates an avenue for him to then share the gospel with those kids and their parents. Kindness. How do we show kindness in action? Like we said, you can have your child pick out a person to hug and just be an encouragement to. That's so simple. Have them draw a picture or make a card for a person in church. Every once in a while, go and visit them. Take them cookies or dinner or sing to them at Christmas. Teach your children to listen for hints of things that the person likes, like maybe it's a certain kind of candy or a certain kind of flowers or an apple pie so that you can eventually surprise them with a treat. How about sensitivity in action? Visit some elderly folks who can't get out much anymore. Find out what they used to love to do and that they can't do anymore, such as getting them a pizza and bringing it to them next time and sharing a pizza lunch with them. We did that and we tell you all about that in character and action. It was a shut-in family of husband and wife and they used to love to go to Sam's and get pizza, but they couldn't do it anymore. So we picked up pizza and cookies. We took it to their house. We brought paper plates. We served it to them and we shared a lunch with them and that was so special to them. Initiative and action. Find something that you can do to be of help to mom or dad. Teach your kids to find ways to help you. Or like maybe entertaining a fussy baby or taking a baby's diaper to the trash or washing fingerprints off the wall. Maybe making daddy a card to thank him for the hard work he does for your family every day. Generosity in action. Find a child whose family is struggling financially. Ask your child to think maybe of a toy that they could give to one of those children, something that's theirs, that's in great shape still, or provide them with some jobs that they could earn some money to buy a new toy for that child. Honor in action. This is something we did often. Look for a man in Walmart who's wearing a World War II cap or a Korean War cap or a Vietnam cap. Encourage your little ones to go over and shake hands with them and to thank them for his service to our country. We did that so often, and then we would see if we could later go to their house and ask them about their experience. And we developed some awesome relationships with these men. And we learned so much about them. We learned so much about history. We learned so much about honoring others. And that's something that you can do easily. Hospitality in action. You know, encourage your child to maybe pick some pretty flowers to put on the table the next time you have company over or to wipe the table afterwards. You know, it's just simple things. So these are just a few ideas to prime your pump, but when you get into the habit, you will see opportunities cropping up everywhere. All right, so suppose you've got older kids. What could older kids do? You know, like I say, don't hesitate to let little kids be a part of your ministry because they will grow up learning that as a lifestyle. But suppose you've got older kids. Um, don't be discouraged if they're a little bit uncomfortable. We went, in this um, character in action, we'll tell you the story of when I took a couple of my grandkids to uh, bring some gifts to a little boy that had a brain tumor. And on the way over there, Luke said to me, Nana, I'm a little uncomfortable doing this because I don't know the boy. And I said, Luke, you know what? I'm uncomfortable too because I've never met this family either. But we went over there, we brought them some Uncle Rick audios, we brought them some books, and Melody went along with us and she played Play-Doh with his little sister. We brought some Play-Doh along with us as well. And we brought some, some um, 
Nerf guns for Luke and the little boys to shoot and have a, a fun game with each other. And you know, we were all uncomfortable on the way over there, but when it was time to go and I told the guys, okay, pack up, we need to leave, Luke said, oh, do we have to leave already? You know, just, it's uncomfortable at first, but once you do it a time or two, it becomes fun. You know, we went to minister to them, but it was a blessing to us as well. So we need to teach our kids to leave their comfort zones and yes, you know, we're hesitant to do that. I was hesitant to do that, but it, it blessed them and it blessed us. Creativity in action. You know, I told you about that man that wrote his own gospel track and passed out baseballs. Encourage your kids to maybe write their own gospel track that they could share with people around town. Find elderly people in church. See if there's a small job that you could do for them. Maybe weeding or planting flowers for them in the spring or raking for them in the fall. Invite them over for dinner. We did that and we tell you about that in Character in Action. We invited an elderly man over. The grandkids came over and helped me prepare the meal. They took his order when he came. They filled his cup with water when he was done you know, drinking the first glass of water. They brought him his meal, they served him, and then during the meal, they actually sat down and talked to him and asked him about his life. And he said it was such a blessing to him. He said, I feel like paparazzi, you're taking pictures of me with all the kids and asking about my life. And it just made him feel special. And that's what we set out to do. Or maybe something simple like making a wreath for an elderly person at Christmas time. Responsibility in action. Um, teach your kids how to work the polls on election day. And we tell about that again in Character in Action. When our kids are 7, 8, 10 years old, we start them working at the polls and passing out literature and going up to people and engaging them in a conversation. Some people actually go to the polls and they don't know who they're voting for yet. Your 10-year-old can influence so many people on voting. I'll tell you the story. One of my kids, it was her first time working the polls, and I told her, Go up to the people when they get out of their car. Don't just sit there, stand there, and watch for the, wait for them to come to you because they won't. So she saw this man get out of his car. He was dressed in camo. She went up to him, and she said, Hey, do you like to hunt? And he said, Yes, I do. She said, Well, if you want to keep your guns, vote for this guy. And he came out of the polling place, and he said, I voted for your man. She influenced that voter, you know, 10 years old. That happens every single year, and you can train your kids to do that. Several of our grandkids are writing letters to the editor. And, you know, newspapers love to publish articles and letters to the editor written by kids. A couple of my grandkids are doing that now, and people actually think that they're adults. They're writing back Mr. Boyer. But they, so many people read the letters to the editor. They can influence so many people in your community. My kids grew up doing that, and now their kids are doing that. Compassion and action. Have your family's name added to the list for the next pro-life rally so that you can go there and pass out literature. Bring friends along. Brush up on it so that you can stand up on behalf of those who are unable to defend themselves. Initiative in action. Teach your kids that they can do one of their siblings' chores without being asked just to brighten up their day. Honor in action. Um, honor vets. When you see a veteran in town, go up and thank them for their service. If you are able, pay for their meal or just um, 
you know, see if you can go to them later and talk with them. Have a widower, widower over for supper. Prepare the meal in advance. Make them feel special. Find out in advance what favorite foods they like. You know, widower whose, whose wife has died, um, they usually will just have like a frozen dinner or something like that for a meal. So find out what they're really missing and make them that meal and bring it to them. Alertness in action. When you're in a group of people, look for somebody who acts left out or shy and go up to them and talk with them. My daughter did this um, years ago to an elderly woman in our church. And she said, Mom, she looks like she's mad all the time. And I said, you know what? I think she's just shy. So my daughter went up to her and talked to her. And it blessed the woman. But, you know, that woman, she, she had raised sons. She didn't have any daughters. She started um, saving things for my daughter's hope chest. She kind of made a hope chest for my daughter in a Rubbermaid tub, and she, she would buy things, and when my daughter got married, she gave her all these things that she had been buying over the years for her. Now, that was just a super added blessing. My daughter reached out to her to be friendly, and she was blessed multiple times over. Gratefulness in action. Make cookies and letters of thankfulness and deliver to the emergency service people. We tell about that in this book, too. We do it usually twice a year. The county sheriff's department knows us by name now because we bring them cookies and letters of thankfulness for the service that they give to us. We've been to the firefighters. You know, community service people that work for you year-round, let them know that you appreciate them. You know, we're hearing talk in our nation about defunding the police force. Let them know that you appreciate them. Make something special for them. Bring your kids with you to do that. Um, if you're aware of a person who has a terminal illness or a family where the dad's out of work, bring them gifts or meals. Reach out to be blessings. If there's a child who has a terminal illness and his mom, you know, she tries to be at the hospital with him as much as she can, but she might have to work. She's got to take care of other kids. Offer to spend some time with him. Watch some videos or color with them or bring him some activities to do while he's in his bed and alone. You know, we had a son who had leukemia, and we saw so many kids up there in the oncology unit. And there's such a need there. You know, take your kids on a regular basis to an oncology unit to minister to those kids. What a blessing. You know, what a blessing it will be in your life. The needs are endless. The opportunities are many. So learn to be available. Why can't your family do something to help others? As you do, God will bless you a hundredfold. He really will do that for you. Um, I know it's not easy having a bunch of littles in your home to work around and cart your kids in car seats and take them to go places. And, you know, it's a hassle. I know that. I had 14 kids. I know that. But believe me, it's worth every minute of it. What do you want to see at the end of your life? I want to see kids and grandkids and even great-grandkids who are thoroughly committed to the Lord, who are living their lives pleasing Him. And a big part of that is investing themselves in others. People go to heaven. Things don't. People can be saved. Things can't. People can be encouraged and inspired to attempt great things for God and even do things that others may see as little things. 
but are really big things in God's eyes. I don't want to waste my life, but I also want to have a part in encouraging my kids not to waste their life. Don't get me wrong. We're all sinners. We're all going to make bad decisions. We're all going to have rough spots in our lives that God has to grind to powder and remake. But I want my life to count. I want to have done what I can for my kids, even though what I do is imperfect. You know, God looks on the heart. I love that verse, 1 Samuel 16, 7, that says, The Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. This is talking about Samuel's brother. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looketh on the heart. God looks on your kids' hearts. Invest in teaching your kids what God's word says in a tangible way is worth every minute of it. Sometimes you can sit and learn together. I've developed character studies for my kids to put off bad attitudes, put on the right attitudes. Those are available to you on our website, characterconcepts.com. Growing in wisdom, we've got character studies from preschool through high school that will help you to train your kids in character and teach them how to choose God's way. But sometimes it's more than just teaching them. It's taking the next step. It's putting into practice what they've learned. I hope this has helped you get some ideas of how you can practically do that. I hope I will not have wasted my time. You know, my kids are grown now, but the biggest blessings I can ever have is to hear that they are continuing to seek out ways to help others. Often I hear from people in my church and community how my kids have blessed them in so many tangible ways, things that I never even knew that they were doing. Like, one of my daughters spend, spent a night with a widow who just got out of surgery. One of my sons brought $100 to a man who lost his job and his finances were tight. Or some of my sons help people move and install appliances. My girls make meals for countless young moms or people who've been sick. Inviting others into their home and being hospitable. Helping a family whose dad has an incurable disease. I could make a huge list of examples that my things have done, but I don't want you to think I'm bragging on my kids. I'm trying to inspire you by giving you concrete evidence that it's worth the effort, effort that you can expend now. Training your kids to serve the Lord is worth every minute of it. You will never regret it. So put your arm around your child. Pour your life out in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ and train them, go with them as you minister to others. If this book would be a blessing to you, it's on our website, characterconcepts.com. It's for all ages. It's for little ones up to adults. It's for you too. And it will inspire you and give you other ideas that you can do. And if you think of ideas that we haven't thought of, let us know. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week. Have a great week.